Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome into the CHGO Blackhawks podcast. I'm Jay Zawoski with Greg Boyson. <clears throat> I have a peanut in my throat from a Snickers bar, I just ate. <laughs> good start. Really good start to the show. Thanks for joining us, everybody. Happy Thursday. Make sure you smash that like button for us on YouTube. Make sure you subscribe to our YouTube page as well. Podcast listeners, you know the drill. Subscribe, rate, review, all that great stuff. A five-star review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify goes a really long way, and it takes 15 seconds to do. So please, if you got a sec, do that for us. We would really, really appreciate it. Uh, just the two of us today. So we're going to spend some time talking about a guy who we haven't had a ton of time to talk about this year. The... Taylor Hall, Nick Felino trade happened right before the draft, right? Right before, right after, after, whenever it, it happened. Was right, it was after the draft because yeah. it was it was uh, right before development camp started. Right. So yeah. yeah. So it kind of happened in the shadow of the draft and development camp and everything. So I feel like we haven't really had time to to dive into this trade in particular. And this morning, as I do every morning, getting ready for the show, I was perusing the. Uh, the Athletic, and uh, Ellen Mitchell of The Athletic wrote the five most savvy NHL offseason moves and what they mean for 2023-24. They mentioned the Devils getting Tyler Toffoli. They mentioned the Coyotes uh, re-signing Matias Maselli, um, Connor Brown going to Edmonton, and the other one is the Blackhawks acquiring Taylor Hall and Nick Foligno. And I think as we look at the trade, the, the important piece here, not that Nick Foligno isn't important, but Taylor Hall kind of checks all the boxes for what people were thinking Connor Bedard might need in so many ways because, okay, you know, when we learned that the Hawks had won the draft lottery and that Connor Bedard was indeed going to be a Blackhawk, a lot of folks said, hey, we, we got to get some, some veteran leadership or we got to get someone who can provide a good example. I argued that they already had a lot of good veteran leadership, but bringing in Hall, a former number one pick, so there you go, check that box. A guy who's won a Hart Trophy, check that box. A guy who has sort of had ups and downs in his career. Uh, and a guy who now, in Chicago, at only 31 years old, it feels like he's been in the league forever, but he's only 31, is going to be that installed left winger on Connor Bedard's line. I really think in terms of what was available to the Blackhawks, they really could not have done better than Taylor Hall. It's it's almost a perfect fit. Yeah, it's and it, and he comes in with 2 years left on his deal, so that fits that time frame that it's pretty obvious Kyle Davidson has checked summer of 2025 to really yeah, reevaluating where his team is and deciding is this where I bring in you know our Marion Hosa or, you know, that type of thing. So, yeah, this is a guy that was a number one overall pick. When you look at his career numbers, you probably think, uh, well, he never lived up quite to that uh, status. Yes, he had the Hart Trophy. He's only six years removed, five years removed from that Hart Trophy season with the Devils uh, when he had career high uh, 39 goals, 54 assists, 93 points. Those were all uh, career highs. He hasn't really come close to matching those yet, but Boston went out and traded for him during the 2021 season. He was really good when he got there from Buffalo. Um, Had eight goals, 14 points in the last 16 regular season games. He was exactly what they wanted at the trade deadline. And then 36 goals and 97 points over two full seasons with, with the Bruins. That mostly playing down in the lineup he's mostly been a third liner so he's not going to be a third liner in absolutely he's going to be counter bedard's running mate power play one line one he'll be playing 20 minutes a night at least 
he's going to be a huge part of this team. And by the way, it did happen before the draft. It was the 26th when that trade was made. The draft was the okay. 28th. So it was the days before the draft. That, that whole. It's a blur. Week. We, we were driving. Days. Duh. We were driving oh, to Nashville. Right. Yeah, we were. That, yeah. Idiots. Of course. Idiots. It was the gas station stop, <laughs> yes. right? That, yeah. was, yes. that was Elizabethtown, yeah. Kentucky. That's right. Yes. How, how could we, I forget Elizabethtown, how Kentucky? How could we? The Shame town, on me. God forgot it, but we can't. <laughs> um, but, I mean, it is. it just makes all. And we had sort of speculated, I guess, we were looking around the landscape of hockey and what veterans might be available for trade. That was a guy that the three of us said, this is kind of a perfect target. And it worked out, and the more I think about it, I don't know, it just it makes all sense in the world. And it's not just for the Hawks. And when Taylor Hall joined the Hawks and, and he did his, his press conference or his uh, Zoom call, whatever you want to call it, he talked about being excited about it. And I think he means it, and I don't know if he can flat out say, playing with Connor Bedard is going to raise my numbers and likely get me another pretty decent contract. Probably. Maybe it's with Chicago. Maybe it's not. But if you're getting 65, 70 points from Taylor Hall, as which is not, I mean, he had it's 20 not a goals huge and 61 points a year ago. Right. In Boston. Right. Not playing with Connor Bernard, not yeah. playing on the top line. So, I mean, I would say pencil in at least 20 goals for Taylor Hall. He had 16 last year playing in the bottom six. Yeah, and he had. Uh, in the 2021-22 season, uh, 15 of those points were on a power play. So it's not like it was he was just getting fat off the power play. Same with last year. He had uh, four goals on the power play and four. So eight points of his 36 came on the power play last year. So he wasn't getting a ton of power play time. I just think that he is the perfect, like you said, running mate. For Connor Bedard, and I, I really think it's gonna it's gonna pay off huge for not only the Hawks, not only for Bedard, but for Taylor Hall too. Yeah, and you talk we talk about line combinations, but I know we've we've talked about it before, and a lot of people say it. It's more about finding pairs too. Yeah, and you you've got Hall and Bedard. I think they're great complements to each other, and I think your second pair will probably be Lucas Reichel and Athanasiu, and then you can. Swap out who's ever playing match. on the other side. Yeah. Kershev, Radish, Donato, whoever you want to throw in. But those are your guys. And when we were in – uh, now it's all coming back to me. Yes, it was before <laughs> the draft. But when we were in Nashville in our, our Airbnb with our, with our colleagues from PHNX and DNVR, uh, was having a conversation with Steve Peters, Petey's of, of the uh, PHNX Coyotes, and Taylor Hall – Spent some time with the Coyotes, and he said, you're going to love covering him. He goes, he's a guy, much like what we're used to all those years from uh, Patrick Kane, wants to be on the ice when the game's on the line. Yeah. And there's a big moment. He, like he said there were times, I think it was still Alec, was Alex Tangay the coach at that time? Maybe. Sure. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, let's see here. I can bring that up real quick. But there were times where he wanted to jump on the ice um, uh, Rick Tockett was the coach that season, but there were times he wanted to jump on the ice, and Tockett like literally would have to like grab his jersey yeah. and say, "No, no, 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 it's not your turn." So he wants to be on the ice in the big moments. He's going to be Connor Bedard's line mate. Guess what, Taylor? You're going to be on the ice for the big moments. All of them. All of them. Yeah. When you're down a goal. You're on the ice. You're up a goal. You're on the ice. He's going to get all those chances. He's going to be playing a ton. He's going to be playing a lot more than he played. The last couple seasons, last year in Boston, uh, averaged under 16 minutes a game, a little over 16 minutes. Uh, So for his career in Boston, he averaged just over 16 minutes a game. You could probably put that up closer to 20 this year. Yeah. Uh, Because he's going to be on the ice with Bedard. He's going to be on the ice for the number number one power play. He's going to get his chances. He's still an effective hockey player. And the fact that he won't turn 32 until November is crazy to think – you know, because he's been around for a long, long time. Yeah, um, thirteen-year career already. Yeah. So, <laughs> and again, he's going to be here with Bedard. You know, he's not going to be a trade deadline target. You know, he's going to be here for the full season. Mm-hmm. Maybe next year at the deadline, he's a guy that that you know you think of moving. Uh, you know, especially if his numbers have taken an, an inflation by being on Connor Bedard's line for a season and a half. 
But you don't have to worry about that. It's not Max Domi where you brought him here to trade him. Yeah, right. There was no doubt all season long Max Domi was getting traded, even though, you know, there was that back and forth love affair between him and the city and all that stuff. And everybody wanted him to come back, us included. You knew he was getting traded. Taylor Hall's not getting traded this year. There's not a lot of guys on this roster that are going to get moved at the deadline. I mean, you may – but there's no clear-cut guys. I'm not saying they're not trading anybody this year. I'm sure they will. If someone – you know, comes calling and wants that extra year of Connor Murphy, I'm sure they'll they'll try and make a deal. Um, I wonder if, like, Felino and Perry would be tradable. Maybe. I, I mean, Felino... I, I think I, it all depends, too, like, where they're at. Like, if, if they're anywhere close to sniffing a wild card spot, like, instead of... I, I, there's some experience... I think there's some value in... Even if they don't make it, let's say they're within five to seven points of a wild card spot, which, okay, it's an optimistic thought, but if Bedard is a point-per-game guy and Taylor Hall is close to that and you get growth from Reichel and you get growth elsewhere, right, and another year under Luke and, and all those sort of things, it's not the hardest thing to imagine. I think there's some value in just competing for that spot and for kind of rewarding the guys who like Seth Jones and Connor Murphy who, and like to an extent Reichel, Radish, like these guys who have been here through the down times and say, look, last year sucked. You guys were cool. You guys played it like pros. Uh, it, we're close to a spot. We're not just going to sell off for the sake of selling off. Like, w- realistically, what are you going to get for Corey per- Perry or Nick Foligno at the deadline? Fourth round pick, maybe? For, yeah, right. And worth like, it? And like, Connor, like Kyle Davidson said, you know, before the draft, like, there's only, like, there is such a thing as having too many draft picks. Yeah, and like, part of the reason why Kyle Davidson – went and in these trades the last couple of years getting picks in 24 25 in in 2024 and in 2025 was so he didn't have to trade his whole roster every year. Yeah. Eventually you're going to want some sort of continuity. You're going to want some guys to like finish what they started. Uh you're going to need some of that. So you don't I don't think he's going to be forced to trade guys. It's not going to be a major sell off like this year. I don't know. Maybe something crazy happens. Like, we're all expecting the Hawks to be better than last year. Very low bar to jump over. Yeah, right. We're not expecting them to be in the race for the number one overall pick. Maybe it goes sideways. Maybe guys get hurt. Maybe it's, it's March, and all of a sudden, they're like, two points out of being the worst record in the league. You say, screw it. Trade anybody who's producing. Sure. Let's go for the number one pick again. Okay. But I think a lot would have to go wrong yeah, for I don't, that to happen. But, but I mean, I don't know. nobody expected the Ducks to finish with the worst record. Nobody expected the, the Blue Jackets to be where they were last year. So, but I don't, there's no, there's not going to be a lot of pressure to trade guys like there was last year. Last year was, you got to trade Kane. You got to trade Taves. Yeah. You got to trade Domi. After to see you, what's he still doing here? You know, trade McCabe, trade Connor, trade everybody. Right. There's not going to be that pressure this year. And there's not a lot so. of tradable guys this year. It's there's good, not a lot of expiring contracts, at least anything that's going to get you real value. Exactly. Don't trade guys just to trade them. You had Corey Perry here the day he had his uh, the press conference, introductory press conference. He was here with his family house shopping. Yeah, you know, he has his small son, you know, six, seven years old with him. You know, that's something you look at and go, okay, they're coming here, they're buying a house in Chicago. Why tr- are you really going to trade him in March for a sixth round draft pick? I mean, is it worth it? Sometimes, you know, giving that veteran that, like, hey, unless I get blown out of the water here, you're good. You, you're going to stay. Yeah. You're going to have that security, or unless you come to me and say, please. Trade me to a contender. Well, and we've talked about this before, too. There's value in respecting and honoring uh, veteran players. And and people around the league notice, like, hey, you know what? The Hawks did not trade Corey Perry. They stood by their word, you know, and and I saw that, and I, I appreciate that. And the other thing, too, is remember when the Hawks signed Chris Kunitz uh, a couple years back, like, he immediately became a Hawks coach. And – the way Luke Richardson talks about Corey Perry, maybe Corey Perry's looking at this as, this is my last year. He's 38, right? 38, 39. He's only got so much time left in the game, and maybe he's looking at his post-playing career, and he hears the way that Luke Richardson's talking about him, 
as this guy who's super beneficial and has great advice for these young players, and he's been through and the ringer. Next year's Chris Kunitz, and he's he's making passes every day at practice, working his way up the system. There you go. Or he's wearing a suit on the Blackhawks bench. Sure. Oh God, that would just people would just. That's love like that. when I. It's always <laughs> when I see like uh, old. Uh, like old goons, like when I see Steve Ott. Well, as a Steve coach. Ott could be a coach. Anybody Steve could Ott. be a coach. <laughs> uh, yeah, exactly. But I, like Perry, that's part of the reason that Luke Richardson wanted Corey Perry here was because of his uh, influence on young players. There's there's so many ways to go here, and and Jason uh, says in the chat, like, what if Hall's having a great year and somebody offers a first? Okay, well then you listen. Yeah. Right. Sure. Of course. Like. What are the odds of that? Nobody's untouchable. I don't know. But I don't think anybody's giving you a first. Well, Bedard's untouchable. Yeah, right. But that's it. Like, yeah, I don't think anybody's, even even if Taylor All has like 25 goals by the All-Star break and is just tearing it up, I think most people are going to, GMs are going to be like, well, we don't have a counter Bedard for Taylor Hall to play with. Yeah. So when we get him, those numbers are going to go down a little bit. Exactly. So we're not going to give you, like, I don't see that happening, but if somebody does, you at least consider it. You, you, you take the call, that's for sure. You at least consider it, or is that first-round pick worth more than what Taylor Hall's doing for Connor Bedard? Yeah. Well, I think it's all, it, all, it all matters, too, based on how the year is going. Like, just not, not to shift it, but the Cubs, who looked like they were going to be sellers, all of a sudden get hot. For whatever reason, yeah, they played some trash-ass teams in the White Sox. Sorry, Steven. And the Cardinals, but especially the White Sox. Um, and Jed Hoyer said, all right, respect. Now we're going to buy. You've earned you've earned the right for me to go and, and get some help for you. And they've scored 36 runs the last two games. Yes. I but mean, like, there's something to that. The players team, respond to it. You, yes. can't, there's, you can't forever operate as if it's a video game and you're just trying to stockpile draft assets knowing and I'm not that your saying, front office believes in you goes a long way it's huge and having the ability to play in games that matter and look we have the rest of the summer to get into how good is this team going to be because yeah they lost Jonathan Taves they lost Patrick Kane they lost Jake McCabe and they lost Max Domi those are big significant losses for this team but you expect to jump from right and Alex Daylock your too. best goalie of last year oh, Jesus <laughs> Who would have thought he Not even your by far best goalie <laughs> yeah, from by last a season. Mile. Exactly. So, yeah, it's there's a lot of holes. As bad as that team was, all the best players from that team, minus Seth Jones, aren't back this year. Right. And look, like, and there's going to be a lot of growing pains with Connor Bedard. He's not going to be Wayne Gretzky from day one. Yeah. There will be some. There will be some nights where you're like, uh oh, like. What are we doing here? Yeah. Hopefully not many. Yeah. But and it'll got be good young, to have got, a guy who's been through all that. Yeah, exactly. And Hall came straight to the NHL, right? Yeah. Yeah. Like so he I mean the same way, drafted number one overall. And in a pressure cooker town like Edmonton. Um, you know, yeah, the Blackhawks are original six, and yeah, it's a big market. There's no pressure on the Blackhawks. Not really. Not right now. I mean, yeah, the, you, you, maybe the diehards will start putting some pressure on you, but that's like what, thirty thousand people in a city of eight million. Well, plus I think it's not like being the Bears' quarterback. Yeah, it's like it, if, the, like, the Blackhawks. Yes, we the Blackhawks have their diehard fans. Most of them hang out with us every day, and, and we, we appreciate. We, yes, absolutely, we're diehard fans. Before we decided to cover and and pursue this career, but let's be honest, in this town. Unless they're in the Stanley Cup final, most fans are kind of like, oh, yeah, that's right. We have a hockey they team. They keep too. a side eye on it's it. It's not right? the Bears. It's not the Cubs. It's not the Bulls. I mean, you know, yeah, this, when the Sox are in the playoffs, you know, some people care. Um, they get more people to care than they usually do. <laughs> We're just taking shots, Steven. We have to get there first. Just, so, well, yeah. I mean, every 10 years, you guys matter for four games. Oh. <laughs> Painfully true, uh, yeah. Tell me when I'm lying. You're not. You're not <laughs> lying. Um, yeah. It's uh, – well, and I think, too, like, the people that would put pressure on the Hawks and, you know, those diehards, they also get what's going on here. They understand the situation. They've understood what the GM has said. Most fans I know have bought in. Like, they might be a little frustrated, but this year for me, 
it's it's a Bedard party. Absolutely. That's that's uh, that's going to be the mindset of every victory, fan of that stadium. It's a victory lap for sucking so hard last year. Yeah, Hawks lose five three. Connor Bedard had three points. Good night. Good night. Right. Or it's like it was Hawks, like every Bears Hawks game lose la- five four. Connor Bedard two goals. Lucas Reichel two goals. That's a victory. Think like think about the Bears season last year. They won one. Wait, how many games did they win? Two. I think they won three? the first two games. They won three total. They won three total three games. Yeah. And most Bears fans think of last season as a fun fun season. It was. Because you saw signs of a young quarterback being the guy. And it was like, we know the rest of the team sucks, but damn it, this this guy was entertaining. There's some pressure this year. There is pressure this year. Now you got some legit NFL players on offense to go with that quarterback. So now it's time to do it. Right. So, yeah, but next year, this coming up season – it's going to be a different experience. It's going to be fun again. Last year wasn't fun very often. And oh, usually there were fun moments. Fun nights were yeah. like the nights that like things happened to the Blackhawks. It just happened to be fun. <laughs> like Alex Ovechkin scoring his, a hat trick for 800 goals or the Marion Hossa night. Um, you know, the, the, the Patrick Kane last game where he almost had the goal in overtime was a lot of fun. And Jonathan Taves last game was a lot of fun. But those are also like somber moments because those are the last times we've will ever see those guys playing for the Blackhawks on the United Center ice so they were fun in the moment but as we look back on them we're gonna be like man that kind of was a weird night this year will be fun yeah because yes Connor Bedard's gonna be there but there's going to be guys that actually matter for the future last year there was none of that last year it was all about who can we trade what can we get for every this show? It was last year was a season about endings, saying goodbye, the end of the era, all of that stuff. Now this year is the first year of a new beginning. Connor Bedard is going to be here for a long, long time. Maybe Lucas Reichel is there the whole time. We're going to see, you know, we've got Philip Kershev on a second contract, his earn it contract. Yeah, definitely. What are we going to get from him? Was Taylor Radish's 20 goals last year fluke? Can he expand on that? Is he going to be a guy going forward? These young defensemen we got coming up, you know, Vlasic, Phillips, Kaiser, whoever else, are they going to be able to stay at the NHL level, be effective at the NHL level? Arvid Soderblom, what's he going to do in a full season in the NHL? Is he going to take that next step? Things that actually matter to the future of this franchise – there, yes, last year mattered to the future because you tore it all down to get Connor Bernard. Now you got him. Now you got to start taking steps forward. And, you know, I think we're, we'll talk a lot more about the Rockford Icehawks this year, too, because for the first time since they've been the Blackhawks affiliate, they are very, very important. They were kind yeah. of important well, last, last year. Well, last year you had Reichel and Vlasic and Mitchell. This year, they are, and they are going to be so important for the next five, six years and beyond. Yeah. As we mentioned, when Mario revealed his uh, uh, prospect pyramid, we mentioned that third tier is the most important tier. You constantly have to have guys in that will be, you know, NHL replacement level player type guys or better. You need to have those, that. That yes. tier stocked at all times, and those are the guys that are going to be in Rockford. So Andrew Sorensen, if he's the guy going forward, for the first time since he's been in this organization, there's a lot of pressure on him. Yeah. A lot of pressure. Because last two years, all he had to worry about was getting Reichel ready for the NHL. Which it seems like he did. Yes. Um, you know, and people criticize Derek King. Derek King got a lot of guys ready for the NHL. You know, everybody's favorite former Blackhawk, Brendan Hagel, he took major steps playing for Derek King. He, and he took, you know, he, he got Mackenzie Entwistle on the path to the NHL. And we joke about Mackenzie Entwistle. Mackenzie Entwistle may not be in the NHL the full season yeah. this year. But if you saw Mackenzie Entwistle on opening night, his pro debut, the Rockford Icehawks, and you saw the player now, you'd be shocked. Well, I mean, he, made, he was made, a, He made huge strides. He played most of the games last year when he was healthy. Yeah. And I know the Hawks roster was bad, but I would say this. <laughs> he wasn't necessarily helping but he wasn't hurting you. No. He's a guy you can put out there and say, don't hurt me for 90 seconds. Yeah. It, <laughs> but, like, when I, I was excited to see him that first, uh, the first, his first season in Rockford was the first season I covered uh, the AHL. 
And I was excited to see him on opening night because he was that guy we got in the Marion Hosa trade. And it was like he had had some couple of really good junior seasons before that. And I was like, all right, let's see. Because everybody said, oh, we, we gave away Marion Hosa's contract pretty much for nothing. But this Entwistle kid might be the hidden gem of that. And I saw his first game. I was like, yikes. Nope. That is not an <laughs> NHL player. No. But by the end of that first season, he had started skating better, changed his game, realized he wasn't going to be the offensive threat he was in juniors. And that was under Derek King. And Anders Sorensen was there, too. So they've got some success stories. But we're definitely going to pay more attention to the Ice Hogs this year, too, because there's, you know, the young defensemen are there. Colton Dock will be there. Uh, Jalen Lipen will be there. Drew Camezzo is going to be there. Yeah. Guys that are important to this yes. rebuild are going to be playing in Rockford, and that's going to be for the next few years. So the Ice Hogs are finally part of the actual development of this franchise. And uh, before we take a break, as we talk about that middle tier, um, Mackenzie Entwistle was a third-round pick, uh, 69th nice overall uh, in 2017. That's kind of the as we talk about the middle tier of Mario's pyramid. It takes these guys a little bit of time to become NHL players. So as much as we love these drafts and we try to project these guys like Samuel Savoy, another salute, and a bunch of guys like they're still years away yeah. from being NHL contributors. And look, I, I don't think Mackenzie Entwistle is a finished product by any means. No. But like you said, like he might just be blocked out of the NHL because they brought in so many pieces that are NHL ready. Yeah, and are going to play. Yeah, I don't have uh, a it's interesting. Yeah, he does not have a family. So where's yeah. he going to go? Who's he going to live with in Rockford? He's going to live under a bridge. They've got a few out there. Yeah, they do. You might have to kick a couple tenants out. But <laughs> <laughs> they've got right. some out there. He could scrap. That's all. Um, all right, coming up on the show, we're going to talk about Nick Felino on the other side of this break and what he's going to bring because he was part of that uh, athletic article too. We also had Chat GPT. Uh, generate a cast for a Slapshot remake. My daughter and I did this on the car on the way here. So I'm going to unveil to Greg in the audience what Chet GPT thought the 2023 production of Slapshot would look like. Spoiler alert, Jay had to explain to me what Chet GPT is. <laughs> yes. You started telling me, I'm like, well, wait, what? It's an AI, I don't know, like an AI search engine, I guess you'd call it. You, you can ask it questions or say like, hey, write me a nice email about this subject. And it can kind of do it for I'm you. I'm not going to lie. I use it for work a lot. I mean, yeah. I come up with a good headline here. It comes up with something like that. The headlines are great. Sweet. I'm going to start using it for my articles. <laughs> Write me an article about this. Write me Boom. the rebuild report. And then just change <laughs> words. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So we're going to get to that. Uh, but before we do, we've been talking a lot about the future. And if you want to improve your future, you can do that at Lewis University. Students are just like you with full-time jobs families and full-time sports fandoms go back to school to earn a respected degree at my alma mater lewis university it's 35 miles southwest of chicago and romeoville and is ranked as one of u.s news and world reports top tier colleges that place man that's all they do is rank stuff u.s news and world reports cars universities US news and world rankings right makes more sense anyway they're a good one they're ranked as one of the u.s best so there you go. And Lewis partners with numerous employers for tuition discounts and offers evening online in blended formats to help you balance work, family, and education. Their faculty brings real-world experience and instruction to the classroom, which is super relevant to whatever career you might be pursuing. They also offer career support and academic resources for adult students and really all the students that went to Lewis. I graduated in 2001, and uh, still, if I, need a, if I need something from Lewis, they're happy to help all the time. And if you're looking to complete your bachelor's or master's degree or enroll in a professional certificate program, Lewis has the right one for you by offering several career-focused programs that will set you up for success. They've got the, uh, the one I really like, because it sounds cool, is the Cybersecurity Grad Program. Lewis is a Department of Homeland Security Center of Academic Excellence in Cybersecurity, providing students with scholarship funding not available elsewhere. They've also got Computer Science, which has eight-week sessions that can be completed in one year with concentrations in software engineering, AI, as we talk about chat, GPT, cybersecurity, digital forensics, enterprise, and cloud computing. These are the jobs of the future, and you can get uh, certified and get degrees from Lewis University. Discover how a career from Lewis, and a I'm sorry, discover how a degree from Lewis can help you build a better world. Learn more at lewisu.edu slash you can do this. And speaking of college, 
Sunnyside is your home for judgment-free cannabis shopping, a place where all kinds of visitors are welcome to explore, discover, and purchase a wide array of high-quality products. They've got everything you need to elevate your summer. And I know as marijuana and those things have become legalized, there's a lot of folks who are a little bit intimidated by the buying process and a little bit intimidated by walking into a dispensary. The folks at Sunnyside are there to help. They're not going to judge you. They're not going to laugh at you for not knowing exactly what it is you're looking for. How many of us back in the day would just buy it from our friend and say, I don't know what this does or what it is, but sure, I need it and it's great, right? You can walk into a place like Sunnyside and say, I need help sleeping or I have some anxiety and I would really like something to help me loosen up before I go out with friends. I want to feel high. I don't want to feel high. I want to whatever, have just have a good night's sleep. Like That's primarily what I use cannabis for is to sleep. Whatever your need is, they will help you get it at Sunnyside. It is Illinois' favorite dispensary. And let me tell you about some of my favorite brands from Sunnyside. Mindy's, the gummies are incredible. Uh, they are designed by James Beard award-winning chef Mindy Siegel and Cresco Labs. Um, they've got these uh, black cherry uh, gummies that just are, they just make you so relaxed, so calm. My friend says it's like taking a warm bath. It really is just like if you're feeling a little edgy, want to take that off, those Mindy's edibles are great. I love the Good News Vapes and Good News Gummies. I take the Counting Sheep. Take half of one of those every night. Sleep through the night. I've never been able to do that in my life. These are life-changing. The Good News Counting Sheep are life-changing gummies for me. And I also enjoy their Frye and Me Time rechargeable vape pens. Great stuff. But they've got all the great brands you know and love. Cresco, High Supply, Floracal, Wonder, Remedy, and many more. Through August, head to Sunnyside.shop and use code CHGO25 at checkout for 25% off your total order. One use per customer. It's not stackable with other promotions, but it's not only for new customers. Anyone can use the code. Pick up everything you need to elevate your summer. You must be 21 plus or an Illinois med card holder. Again, sunnyside.shop, code CHGO25. Um, the other part, sorry, were you going to say something? I was going to say, I also heard you can get a good bowl of soup at Mindy's. Or is that the, uh, Mindy's. Lindy's? Lindy's and Gertie's? You're talking about the chili? No, I was talking about this. That was supposed to be a, a lame Seinfeld joke. Oh, I'm sorry. Is that Mindy's? I don't, I don't, I've seen a lot of Seinfelds, but I don't have a lot of like the, like the little references miss me. Like I could do that with the Simpsons all day, but I can't do it with, with Seinfeld. But yeah, sorry. That went over my head. Um, Swing and a miss. (laughs) Well, hey man, Uh, the other part of the article from the athletic this morning that was mentioned with Taylor Hall is Nick Foligno. And as we talk about, you know, that's a guy in a one-year deal again, brought into, I think, not just provide leadership. I think saying that about Nick Felino is underselling him a little bit. He had 26 points in 60 games. Uh, he was a quality, you know, a quality contributor and a really good player for a really long time. And I think Nick Felino's got a little bit left in the tank too. I know he's 35, and sometimes when you see these guys late in their career join, you know, what will probably be the last or second to last teams, they have a big fall off. But when we talk about Taylor Hall getting opportunities. Felino is going to get some too, because you look up and down the roster. He's one of probably their top seven or eight forwards for sure. And if some guy starts to struggle on the power play or there's injuries, he's going to get some power play time. I'm I'm quite excited about the Felino edition too. Yeah, he's. A, I'm not expecting him to you know light up the stat sheet, but he, he still maybe get you. I mean, listen. Nick Felino is a major upgrade from what was on the bottom six last year. Like, no offense to Jujar Kara, but give me Nick Felino over Jujar Kara oh, yeah. any day. Or, you know, again, no offense, Reese Johnson, give Colin me Nick Blackwell. Colin, yeah, all the, all the all those ro- roving character, roving cast of characters yeah. that played on the bottom six. Shout out to short shirtless dark guy who was wearing a green hat. Oh, he's got a bucket hat on. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's it's an upgrade. You got a guy that not necessarily is going to score a lot of goals, but at least he threatens to score a goal at times. There were a lot of times last year, half the game was guys on the ice that you knew couldn't score if they were, you know, if the puck had a GPS to the back of the net, they'd still miss. (laughs) Like, you knew there was no threat of scoring. Now at least you have guys that, like, hey, he used to be able to score a goal. Maybe he could score again. Yeah. And, yeah, he's going to bring you some toughness and just hockey smarts on the ice. He's going to know where to be, what to do. He's not mm. going to take 
bad penalties in crucial moments. And I'm kind of looking forward to the, to when the, the Blackhawks and Wild played. Maybe we get some Nick versus Marcus Foligno. That'd be uh, fun. You know, Mar- Marcus Foligno can, can get a little spicy when he asks to. Yes, he and, can. You know, we saw in the playoffs, he can get fired up, and he's ready to, to, to uh, step up for his teammates. We've seen Nick Foligno do it. Remember when his now teammate Corey Perry need uh, John Tavares in the head? He was the first mm-hmm. guy there that went after him. So uh, it, it, it's an upgrade. There's no doubt. And I, I know he was kind of like an afterthought. And, and yeah, it, that, the Hawks are definitely overpaying for him this year. But he's going to bring a lot of value to that contract on things that don't show up on stat sheets, things that won't even show up on the ice. He's going to bring a lot of things. And plus, I'm looking forward to spending a year covering him because – Oh yeah, very outgoing guy. Great quote. He's going to be a guy that we'll uh, we'll get to talk to a lot. We'll probably have a lot of good sound bites from him uh, on the podcast throughout the season. Well, I'm really glad you mentioned you know Felino and also you know Corey Perry as options aside from Kara and Entwistle and Blackwell and those guys. You're right. these are guys who have scored at the NHL level, and yeah, they're older. They're at the tail ends of their careers, but. They've at least proven they can do it. None of those guys we mentioned, and Kara's had a nice long NHL career too. He's just never been a scorer, no. right? And so as you talk about what's been lost in terms of Domi and Kane and Taves and all those things, you've also gotten deeper by adding, and we haven't mentioned Ryan Donato yet either. That's who's an gonna amazing be, depth. depth yeah. Add, and he's going to be a very valuable player on this team, you know, Again, not a guy that's going to be an all-star. He's not going to score 30 goals. He's not going to have 60 points. He might give you 40, 45 points. But the, the Donato, again, another veteran savvy player, not as old as, as Felino or, or Hall, but, you know, he's been through it. He was on the, the Kraken last year on the, on the, the upset the avalanche in the first round, made the playoffs. He's been on other postseason teams. His versatility is going to be – yeah. Center Great. wing. Center wing. Yep, he can play on. up or down. Put him on the fourth line one night. You can put him on the second line next next night, and you're not going to miss anything. Uh, it's dependable. I think he's going to be quickly become one of Luke Richardson's favorite players just because he knows he's got a guy that he could literally put anywhere on the lineup and trust him. Yeah, and when you look at the kind of guys that, that Davidson and Richardson have brought in since, since uh, Richardson got the job – there is a trend there. There is a there is a style. There is a certain like all these guys kind of fit the mold of what Luke Richardson has has preached as a coach. Uh, you know what they've drafted has all sort of checked. Even though they're drafting different styles of players, you're still getting versatility, high motor character like all these sort of things i know when you say character and you laugh about Corey perry but i'll tell you one thing Corey perry's teammates love him and there's a reason at 38 years old he's still getting nhl contracts right he's a pain in the ass to play against but most guys would love to have Corey perry on their team as i've been saying it since you know remember i going back to that show where we talked about taylor hall being a, a trade target possibly and that came to fruition that was also the same episode I predicted, the Corey Perry coming to the Blackhawks. Uh, as I've said numerous times this summer, it's going to take like two periods for Blackhawk fans to fall in love with Corey Perry. Yeah. Hawks fans, he's going to be a popular player. And I think a lot of that has to do because of the built-up decades worth of hatred you have for him. But when you see him doing dirtbag things for your team – in order to protect your guys, you're going to be like, that's, that's our Pudwag. Yeah, as soon as some Pudwag takes a shot at Connor Bedard yeah. and Corey Perry's right there, yep. maybe it's a little later in the game, but he won't forget. He'll find you. Yeah. Don't worry. Uh, yeah. yeah. And, then he, scores, and then he scores a power play goal because he could still shoot the puck. Right? Yeah. I, look, I, I'm, I'm just so excited for the season to start. And, and like last year, look, we, we love hockey and we're never going to complain about hockey and there's nothing to complain about even last year but like i cannot wait to just do a post-game show where we talk about the game and talk about the dudes on the ice and how they performed instead of what does this mean for this guy's trade value or how is this going to affect the 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 blackhawks won tonight but thank god the blue jackets and and ducks lost so it's all good or whatever you know we're not gonna yeah i can't wait to break down 
and analyze 82 games this year without worrying about all this peripheral noise. And I know we'll still have some people in our chat. We're already craving for Macklin Celebrini. Stop it. Stop it. If it happens, great. Sure. They're just not going to no. go out of their way to make it happen. You're making me not like Macklin Celebrini, so <laughs> knock it off. <laughs> exactly. Just like you've made me not like Andrew Kristol of all the chatter we had from him. Like, I don't know. Stop it. So let's just pump the brakes on that. If it happens, it happens. Hey, trust me. I hope the uh, perfect scenario, Blackhawks finish with, like, the ninth worst record in the league and somehow still win the draft. Sure. So the people that said it was rigged will cry even harder. Yeah, it's rigged anyway. And, and then we get it again. So, like, that'd be great. Or, yeah. they, or they move up to number two. Finish 11th and move up to number two. I would love to see it because I'm running out of NHL tears to brew my morning coffee with, so I'm going to need to restock that. Yeah, we need more. That. I need to restock those. Uh, so, yeah, but just let whatever happened happen this year, and let's be – critical and analytical of a whole bunch of guys that may or may not matter when this team is good again. Right. Uh, Michael Evans says the t-shirt idea with quote, he's our pudwack just keeps sounding better and better. Every time we discuss Corey yeah. Perry, I just, you know, I don't know if, uh, I don't know if I'll declare him a pudwack once he's a uh, on the ice and, and defending, defending our, defending the Hawks players. Could like you do pudwacky and things and not be a pudwack? You can act like a pudwack without being a pudwack. It's like when you get in an argument with your girl, ex-girlfriend, not current wife, and say, you're acting crazy. <laughs> or, and I didn't say you are crazy. Yeah, you're acting crazy. That went over well. <laughs> yeah, did don't you, do that anymore. Did you, did, you, <laughs> did you quickly tell her to calm down after you said that? <laughs> Just calm down. That always has the opposite effect. Maybe if you smiled more, you know? Yeah. <laughs> yes, none of yeah. these things are advisable. Hey, Fortunately, I've not learned many of these uh, from my uh, own mistakes. You, if you're smart, all you have to do is say that once, and you'll learn never to say it again. Yeah, there you go. No, I will not... Uh, no, that, I cannot advise that. Um, but I think some sort of Corey, Corey Perry design is is a good idea. I just don't know if we can, I don't know if we want to sell a shirt that says Pudwack on it. That's a question for for Denver. I we def, I mean, Pudwack has kind of become our. It is our thing. It's become our thing. It's, it's, it's been organic. We were always told, let, let the shirts be organic. Let it grow. Well, we've grown, we've grown the Pudwax. Uh, <laughs> the Pudwack Garden. Yes. Oh, sorry. It's a radish garden. Yeah, I'm, I'm getting my things mixed too up. Too hot in there for radishes. It's the right temperature <laughs> for Pudwax, though. It's like a greenhouse in there. <laughs> That's for sure. Uh, no, I just, like I said, I, I'm just very much looking forward to the season. I, I imagine Hawks fans are, too. And it, I, like, I want to be clear, too. Like, yeah, it's awesome that Connor Bedard is a Black Hawk and is going to be there all year to watch and watch him grow and watch him dominate and all those sort of things. But overall, it's just kind of – it's like last year you called it year zero, right? So this is year one. Yeah. And now is the time when we're going to start to see that arrow, instead of being level, start to go up. Yeah. And, yeah, there's going to be peaks and valleys and there will be games where, like you said, maybe Bedard struggles or Lucas – Reichel goes five or six games with like only a point or two and isn't a huge factor, but man, it's going to be fun to talk about. Even if it's, even if it's not positive for a short term, like, Hey, Reichel's got to do more. He's got to score more. He hasn't been impactful. What's the deal. It's talking about hockey that matters and games that matter. That's all I want. Yeah. I want to, I want to cover a team that matters and cover a team that could be fun and spend 82 nights talking about it with passionate fans. Uh, like last season, all right, I pictured picture the Blackhawks under he who shall not be named as a house that completely burnt to the ground. Yeah. Just nothing left but ashes. And, and Seth Jones. And, yeah. <laughs> last season was, last year was getting in there with a demolition crew, cleaning out all the burnt stuff, getting it all down, and then relaying the foundation. Now you have the foundation. This year is about putting the wooden framework of a new house up. Yeah. And then you start each season, you start adding on. Then you start putting the walls and the windows in. Then the fancy kitchen and the bathroom with the bidet that I hear is real nice. Awesome. And Very helpful know, this week. The three-car three car garage and all that stuff. But you've, you've cleared out the rubble. You've got the foundation. This year, it's about putting the framework up. That's it. That's perfect. I, I, I just, 
I keep telling you guys, like every now and again on my way here, I just drive by the United Center like soon. I will fast forward this summer. Fast forward. Let's fast you know what? August. We're already in August. I know. Already in August, and that means September is just a little, little less than four weeks away. So we're almost there. We're almost there. So once we get to September, things are going to roll real quick. We're going to make it. And, uh, yeah. So. Well, the future is bright. That's what we know. We do know the future is bright. And that's, for bright things, we need yeah. Shady Rays. Take on the sun and your very bright hockey future with gear built to last. Our friends at Shady Rays have you covered for the warm weather that we are currently experiencing with premium polarized shades at a very affordable price. Shady Rays is an independent sunglasses company that offers you a world-class product that's just as good as any expensive pair we've ever worn. Best pair of sunglasses I've ever worn. Durable frames and extremely clear optics for all my outdoor adventures, like getting stuck in Lollapalooza traffic to get to the office today. That's not all. Shady Rays offers the most insane protection in all of eyewear. Every pair of sunglasses is backed by lost and broken replacement. If you were to take your pair to Lollapalooza and then forget where you put your glasses while you're there because yeah. you're under the influence of some sort of substance, they are going to send you a brand new pair, no questions asked. They don't care what kind of substance made you lose your sunglasses. So you can wear your Shady Rays with confidence at Lollapalooza or wherever you're going this weekend because they have your back long after you purchase. Together with their customers, Shady Rays is providing much-needed support to nonprofit partners across the U.S. through Shady Rays Impact. They're doing everything from building play sets for pediatric cancer patients to providing young adults with MS, the outdoor adventure of a lifetime. Shady Rays is making an impact in your community and others like it now and for years to come. And if you don't love your Shady Rays, but you're going to because you, you, guys aren't, you guys aren't weirdos here. You're at not Pudwax. Like, no, no Pudwax here. Only Pudwax hate their Shady Rays. But in case you're a Pudwack, you're going to change them for a new pair or return them for free within 30 days. There's absolutely no risk when you shop. And just for you lovely non-Pudwack listeners of ours here at CHGO Blackhawks, Shady Rays is giving out their very best deal of the season. Go to ShadyRays.com, use the promo code CHGO at checkout, and you're going to get 50% off all orders of two or more pairs of their polarized sunglasses that have been rated five stars by over 250,000 people. And you want to get your order in now so you have an awesome pair of Shady Rays to wear to Cog Hill Absolutely. on August 25th. For the first ever, the inaugural CHGO kickoff classic at Cog Freaking Hill. Yeah, like that's, they're letting us in. That's real exciting. I'm very excited uh, yes. about that. I see Mario is cheating on his off day today. Is out golfing and uh, taking advantage. He's good though. I, I think he actually golfs regularly, unlike you and I, who you he had a never. Good swing, I, I haven't. Say. I haven't swung a club since my buddy Dave's bachelor party at Top Golf. And the only reason I remember when that was because I was listening uh, to the Blackhawks, Antti Emmy beating the Florida Panthers wow. in Finland. That opening weekend. Ah, uh, the so Alex Newlander game. <laughs> he scored the first goal of the season that year. No, 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 no. This was Antti. Oh, yeah, 2010. You're talking 29. about. 29. Oh, yeah, 09. 09. Yeah. yeah. The, when they opened that season in Finland, Christopher Huey lost the first game. The Emmy started the second game. They won. I was wa paying attention on my phone to that game while at Top Golf at a bachelor party. So that's I know Top Golf's been around that long. The one in uh, Schaumburg <laughs> has, uh, and that was the first time I was ever there, and the last time I was ever there. So that was the last time I swung a golf club. All right. Well, you will not be. I know you will not be swinging clubs uh, at Cog Hill, but not I will be attempting to. Uh, and you should join us. It is like Greg said, August twenty fifth at Cog Hill. You want to register, you want to sign up, allchgo.com. Navigate over to our events tab, and you'll see it as the first event there right above our Crosstown Series takeovers and our Bears road trip. Mm, keep an eye on those things, too. If you're a diehard, you're going to save as well. Your entry fee includes 18 holes with the cart, an exclusive Pins and Aces tea gift, access to our limited edition Pins and Aces and CHGO polo. You see it there on your screen. Hole contests, great giveaways and prizes for contest holes, winning teams in last place, and you'll get lunch, drinks, and a ceremony after the round. Cannot wait. It's going to be a great time. Allchgo.com. Again, head over to that events tab, and you will, uh, you'll you'll find it, and you could join us. Yep. Very much looking forward to if it. If you're a diehard, you save money on all of our yep. events. We've got another Crosstown Takeover coming up in a couple weeks. August 16th, I believe, is the date uh, where we take over Wrigley Field. We did the uh, Southside one. Uh, which looked like it was going to be uh, a fun night for our White Sox crew. And then uh, 
And then the Cubs do what they do of late. They say, down seven runs? Who cares? Let's just start hitting. Uh, but you're going to save 20% on your ticket for the Crosstown Series if you want to go and join us at Wrigley Field on August 16th. In addition to the ticket to the game and a pregame meetup at one of the uh, Wrigleyville bars, you're going to get one of those sweet T-shirts, whichever one you want, the north side or the south side. Keep your eye on that event tab. There will be a lot of fun stuff coming up this oh, fall. Yeah. Uh, we're going to do our Bears tailgates again. You'll save money on the tickets for that. There's going to be some fun Blackhawk events this year, uh, multiple fun Blackhawk events to keep your eyes open for. You're going to save money on those. So the Die Hard membership pays for itself yep. right out of the box because you're going to get a free shirt. Maybe one of our 98 shirts. is You're going to get it for free. Whichever one you want, you get it for free on day one. So it's the best value in all of Chicago sports. All right, before we get to uh, the 2023 cast of Slapshot, as named by ChatGPT, uh, got a comment I want to get to from Lawrence in the chat. He says, uh, there it is. I don't think we're at the part where things start going up yet. I still think there's another bottom three in the league season in our immediate future. I don't know about bottom three, but I think when I said arrow pointing up, it wasn't so much like skyrocketing through the standings as much as you're seeing guys that matter develop. Yeah. And you're seeing the light at the end of the tunnel, you know, like those 07, 08, Blackhawks, you know, you're like, oh, there's something here. And then you start to add pieces, and all of a sudden, guys develop, and you start filling in these holes, and like, holy shit, now we've got a really, really good team. Will they win three Stanley Cups? That remains to be seen. But you can see, I already can kind of see the light at the end of the tunnel. Um, but I think next year is really going to show you, like, all right. And look, let's, if we want to be negative about it, if Reichel is not a factor like we expect him to be, then you start to ask some hard questions about him. And, like, yeah. you know, but at the moment now, things seem to be turning upwards, even though the standings might not necessarily reflect that because yeah. there are going to be some growing pains. No, this is still a rebuilding team. Yeah. Winning the draft lottery, getting Connor Bedard did not end the rebuild. It shortens it, but it, it just doesn't took end a, it. It took a year off of it. Right. But a year off of it at the end. Correct. Not a year off of it right now. Yeah. We're still a rebuilding team. Nobody's saying. Stanley Cup playoffs, here we come. But you're going to start to see guys that you can identify as core players. Right. And that's exciting. And then Windy City Hockey had an idea for our uh, Pudwack shirt. Uh, I think he said it should be a duck wearing a CHGO Blackhawks logo shirt, and it's saying he's our Pudwack. So is, does everyone identify Corey Perry as a duck? I, I know think I do. So. I think so. But he could be a duck wearing a CHGO Blackhawks shirt. With a cowboy hat and a bolt of lightning in his hand. <laughs> there you go. And a thing of poutine in his other hand. That that's there you go. <laughs> or or like a Molson. The idea is just they just design themselves. Yeah. They really do. Yeah. I, I yeah, something. I like the ideas. Keep them coming. because uh, the creative part of things, not my strong suit, that's for sure. Designing shirts, and even when I do, meh, they don't really come to fruition. All right. You ready for the twenty twenty three cast of Slapshot? Right, lay it on me. All right, I'm not. I'm not going to have you guess because it's impossible. No, because I don't know anybody that's current. All right, I will say that ChatGPT, the uh, AI, I don't even know what you call it, generator app. Ask it a question and it will answer it for you. Sure. Recasted the 2023 version of Slapshot. It is a co-rec team. There are some women on the Charlestown Chiefs. I'm okay with that. Who are now probably the Charlestown Guardians. I would imagine. <laughs> yeah. At this point, or the commanders. Char the Charlestown uh, Pudwax. There you go. <laughs> uh, so Reggie Dunlop, formerly portrayed by Paul Newman, is now Jake Gyllenhaal. I already hate this. I already hate this. <laughs> okay, Lily Braden is portrayed by Emma Stone. All right, that's fine. All right. I'll allow that. <laughs> Here's where it gets creative. I, think, I actually think she'd be really good at Lily Braden. I agree. Uh, Denny Lemieux, the goalie is now portrayed by Rebel Wilson. I don't know how... I've never seen her play goal before, but we'll see how that goes. Okay. Uh, I like this one. Dave Killer Carlson is Chris Pratt. All right. Sure. <laughs> Fine. Uh, Francine Dunlop, uh, Ned's wife. Or Ned's... Uh, ex-wife. Francine... Yeah, Reggie's ex-wife. Sorry. Yeah. Is Kira Knightley. Sure. Uh, Tim, Dr. Hook McCracken is Adam Driver. I like that. He's got to have his Kylo Ren's car, though. <laughs> yes. Uh, Suzanne Hanrahan. Hey, Hanrahan. <laughs> is Tiffany Haddish. Okay. Okay. Ogie Oglethorpe. Can I guess? Yeah. 
Ogie Oglethorpe. Is it the guy that played Booger from the Revenge of the Nerds? <laughs> <laughs> or is he not current enough? That's pretty uh, good. But it's gotta be it's gotta be You're gonna like it. Zach Galifianakis or Jack Black. It's John Cena. Okay. <laughs> Which totally works. Uh I'd ra- you know what? I'd rather have John Cena play Ned Braden. Okay, so this is the one where I was like, I think Chat GPT needs a little upgrade. Ned Braden is Jonah Hill. <laughs> F off. <laughs> This now, app, if you ask, delete this app from your phone. If you ask ChatGPT questions, it says my knowledge base only goes back to 2021, so it doesn't know that Jonah Hill's been canceled yet. So, yeah. jo- Jonah Hill is Ned Braden. I don't know if he can skate. Um, and then Jean Guy Duran, who my daughter called Gene Guy, uh, is Aquafina. Okay. I don't know who that is. That's the I I know who that is. That's, Who's Aquafina? That's the, uh, the Asian American female comedian. Oh, she's got that one she hosted show. SNL. I believe so. Yes. Yes. Okay. Uh, she she's got that one show. Is it on HBO or Showtime? I don't know. She's a way better actor than Dasani. I was just gonna say. I just googled <laughs> Aquafina. I just got a bunch of bottles of water on here. That's, it's it's A W K. That way. A W K W A F I N A. Aquafina. So they didn't cast the Hanson brothers. The Hanson brothers are not casted. No. Or uh, Jim Carr, Jim Carr is not casted. Or or, or uh, Dickie Dunn. Dickie Dunn's not casted. So who would be the Hanson brothers? Man, three Adam Drivers. See, Adam Driver would fit well as. How about yeah. Keanu Reeves? Yeah, uh, too old. Too old. Um, yeah, that's a good one. Uh, Bijan says Vince Vaughn should be uh, Reggie Dunlop. Um, oh, you know who'd be a good Reggie Dunlop? CM Punk. Oh, that would work. I'd be, he'd be a good, that would work. good one. Yeah. It's kind of fun. My daughter got into this um, as she was, like, trying to recast Ferris Bueller. We recast It's a Wonderful Life, which was fun. It gave uh, Tom Hanks as George Bailey. I'd, I'd watch that. Yeah. That'd be good. Yeah, uh, it's, can it's, we, can we get uh, um, Billy Bob Thornton as Wanchuck? Oh, see. That's perfect. Yeah. Because that's, <laughs> like... I, when you watch that movie, if you if you have someone that doesn't know anybody, you could say that's a young Billy Bob Thornton, and people will be like, "I believe you." Yeah, that is a very deep cut. He is <laughs> such a. I, there's so many. If you've never seen Slapshot, go see it. Yes, it um, is a movie you definitely cannot make today. I no, watched it a couple weeks not. ago. Uh, my girlfriend had never seen it. She bought it for me on Blu-ray years ago, and we never got around to watching it. And, and one night we're just like, "What to watch?" I go, "Let's watch Slapshot," and we watched it. She was like, I don't get it. Like, it's, I'm like, it's not a great movie, but it's so quotable. Yeah. Like, you hear quotes from that in NHL locker rooms to this day. Yes, absolutely. But there's definitely some things that you cannot throw in a movie today. Uh, some questionable language, some slurs getting thrown around. Uh, this was the first time I noticed that the bus driver, the team bus driver, has a swastika on his yes, helmet. Yes, he does. Yes, and I'm does. like, okay. Make even in ni- mean. Even in 1977, <laughs> that should have been like, eh, we probably shouldn't do that. But it's still got some amazing lines. I'm not going to quote my favorite line on the air because it, no. it has some uh, four-letter four words in it. So uh, it's just my favorite line is about the, the underlining parts of certain books. Yes. <laughs> love that <laughs> line. I love that, that walk on. <laughs> that's, that's uh, yeah, it's a great movie. Uh, and unfortunately, they tried to make a sequel a few years later, which I've never seen. I won't see it. Oh, no. With just one of the Baldwins? Yeah. One of the lesser Baldwins? Yes. But not the least Baldwin. I think no, it, not I think Billy it, Baldwin. I think it's... There's Billy Alec and Stephen? I think it is. There's, I think it's it Stephen Baldwin yeah. in Slapshot yeah. too. Uh, no thanks. Like I never saw Blues Brothers two thousand either. Oh my god! Because no, I wouldn't. Because it's just going to ruin the original for me. By the way, she recast that. We did. We were trying. She's like, name old movies to recast. It was Jack Black as Jake. Damn it! And who was Elwood? It was perfect. Bill Hader. No. See, I'd watch a Blues Brothers with Bill Hader and Jack Black. That'd be good. Yeah, I would love. I, Bill Hader is my favorite entertainer. Um. But no, it wasn't him. I forget. We also did Pee Wee's Big Adventure. So right, it gave Paul Rudd to Pee Wee. <laughs> I could see that. That'd be pretty good. Emma Stone is Dottie. Just uh, loves Emma Stone. Jack Black is Francis. Amy Ooh. Schumer is Miss Yvonne, who was not in the movie, but she was in Pee Wee's Playhouse. And uh, I liked uh, 
Lin-Manuel Miranda somehow was Large Marge. I was going to say, who played Large Marge? <laughs> that's a weird... Yeah. That's Large weird, Marv. Large Marv. I guess so. Anyway, it was fun. It's just a fun little experiment. It's kind of it's a dumb time killer when you're stuck in traffic with your 13-year-old daughter. Uh, speaking of dumb time killers, we'll be back tomorrow at 2. Make sure you join us there. Mario will be back, and uh, we will talk about all sorts of hockey frivolities. Thanks to Steven for running the show on your way out. Please smash that like button for and, us. And a shout-out to our, our, our hero of the day, Lawrence Benedetto, for bringing in the Johnny's Beef. I've been tasting that this whole episode. It was delicious. It was my first Johnny's Beef in many, many years, so thank you for that. Well, I did want it. So here's the story. Lawrence brought in Johnny's Beef. I saw he put it in Slack. Hey, I'm getting these. I'm like, oh, well, my daughter's here with me today. Came to the West Loop thinking we're getting lunch, so, thinking we're getting something good. So I'm like, I'm going to pass. We're going to get lunch together. So we're driving down Randolph, and I go, Addie, what do you want? She's like, I want to go to the Global McDonald's. So I skipped Johnny's Beef for McDonald's. This is only the second time I've wanted to disown my daughter. It's the things you do for your kids. That's why I don't have any. Did yeah. you at least get something unique to that menu? No. Come on. I didn't, it was all like, the only thing that makes it different is like the sauces. She had a big, what was it called? Like a big and tasty chicken. It was all right. It had like big tasty sauce on it. It's better, it's better than a small and flavorless chicken. I feel like That's they had some good dessert stuff there. She got a caramel, like a little tiny caramel donut. That was pretty good. Okay. So, yeah, I just, you know, I'm a Nuggies guy, so I was a little disappointed. Should have gotten a beef sandwich, but it's all right. We'll make up for it. Anyway, thanks for joining us. We appreciate it. We'll talk to everybody tomorrow at 2 on the CHGO Blackhawks podcast.